Welcome to Raising Our Voices. Today we are in the studio talking about choices and rights for the International Day of People with a Disability. We have Lisa Brumptis from Brain Injury Matters with us in the studio, Viviana Torres from Action on Disability Within Ethnic Communities, and myself, Bronwyn Trickett from Armida, which stands for Action for More Independence and Dignity and Accommodation. So today we're talking about people from a culturally and linguistically diverse background uh, regarding choices and rights and disability. Just as a introduction, can I ask both Lisa and Viviana, Lisa, to begin with, your work at Brain Injury Matters, can you explain a little bit about the kind of work that you do for our listeners? Well, I'm, I'm part of BIM, Brain Injury Matters, which is um, a self-advocacy group run for and by people with a brain injury. So, um, and we're trying to raise awareness about brain injury because it's an invisible disability and people just have no idea. And just mentioning that you've got a brain injury just sets people off on all sorts of thinking. So you could be stupid, you could, you could be um, paraplegic, you could be anything mm. Mm. except an actual person with a brain injury. So you're talking about people's views on what it means to have a brain acquired brain injury. Yes, I am. And okay. it's just so wrong. Okay, so raising community awareness about that. Mm. Bibiana. Well, ADEC, easier to say. Um, we empower people to living with disabilities to get more involved in the community, actually in the Victorian community because we are located in, in Victoria. So we attend all the, of every kind, all the kinds of disabilities. So we provide advocacy services, uh, culturally background uh, services, um, also NDIS, they now is a huge program in Australia. So mm. we try mm. to get the people involved and try to join people to the Australian community. This is basically ah, who I think. Okay, that doing. sounds great. Yeah, actually it is. It's a good, it's a good job uh, working with people from other backgrounds uh, mm. because most of them doesn't speak English. So we try to provide interpreter to them and create group yes. activities to try to really involve the people in the Australian community and the Australian culture. Okay. That so it must never get boring. No, it's so fun. I love my job. <laughs> Actually, I love my job. I have to be uh, keep in touch with everyone. And um, actually in the community's uh, jobs, it, the people is very friendly, mm. you know, all the time they're able to do everything, to join with everyone, to really enjoy the environment, to meet other people, because sometimes they are far away. For example, uh, we have office in Werribee, also Dandenong, so they is far away, so they don't know no one from the same background. Background. So, of so you're course, talking about people that you work alongside yeah, in your organisation? Yeah, we work around Melbourne. So when they meet in other activities and they, and they meet people from, I don't know, India or um, Asia or whatever, they feel really happy. They Actually, we are focused not only in the people with disability, but also with the careers, with yes, the carers okay. and the families. Because, you know, okay. if, the, if you are the carer of your mom. So sometimes we can create a space and you can do another thing different, just uh, 
way yes, and care about that's your, really important yes i try to re- really really get involved everyone mm, mm, okay that's that's excellent it is <laughs> uh lisa i i uh was wanting to talk to you about um the cultural differences uh, you were you were explaining to me briefly that you are from a Greek background. Yes, I am. Okay, and the cultural differences uh, between the Greek culture and the Australian culture, even though Australia has such a different, a diverse mix of cultures. Um, it, we, I was wondering about discrimination. We did talk about that. Um, in another episode uh, when we were discussing the UN a a few months back. Um, What would you say about cultural differences to do with your Greek background being in Australia? Well, um, there are differences, even though nobody would really like to admit them. Mm. And um, from my experience... There are also differences in Greece, like there are there are cultural differences there. Mm, Even with mm. the Greeks in Australia, there that aren't totally totally accepted in Greece. Okay, okay. So th- it's really weird, and I can't really explain. Ah, uh, fair enough. Um, and Viviani, you're from a Colombian background. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm a Latin person. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> So uh, are there a lot of cultural differences between the Colombian culture and Australian culture? Probably. I think we have a lot of difference. But now you can find a lot of Colombians here, not just in Melbourne, around Australia. But also we notice um, Australian people really like the Latin culture. They enjoy dance, they enjoy mm. the food, they enjoy all these kind of things that probably uh, is our our culture. Yes. All the all the happiness. Uh, we, yes. we can say something like that. But actually I think we can we can really adapt in the in the Australian culture. Okay. Because they respect all the cultures and they receive in a good way. Australia in general? Yeah. Uh, I think Australia yeah. in general. When okay. I live in Melbourne, just in Melbourne, I travel in a few places now, and mm. I think everyone is is respectful with your beliefs, with your yes. culture, with okay. your language. That's a good thing. Um, and Lisa, the Greek uh, background has so much history. Um, you know, uh, initiators like Aristotle, Plato, philosophers... There, there's so much about the Greek background that has shaped society today. Yes, there is. Okay. So would you say progressive, forward-thinking societies, would you say that that's, that sort of Greek influence has made Australia like that today in some ways? Um, part of Greek history because it's it's really kind of broken we have the history of the 5th century BC, which is full of the sophists, the wise people, philosophers. But, and this is where the but comes in, they were all executed because they were, it was feared that they would like challenge society too much. Basically, 
So I don't know where that takes us. Mm, Fair enough. What's the comparison of living in Australia to living in Greece, accessibility, discrimination, those sorts of things, having a disability and and, um, what is life like in general? Um, Well, I can only talk about Melbourne. I Mm. can talk about Sydney as well. But Melbourne, more Melbourne, it's fine here. There's dis- um, there's discrimination everywhere. You mm. can't get away from it. Mm. Sometimes not intentional no. discrimination, uh, more of a mindset rather than direct discrimination. Yes. But this intentional stuff is like really kind of crappy. Mm. Fair enough. Because it's like nobody intends to do any harm to anybody, but they do it anyway. It's there it exists. Yes. So I don't know how to... Um, Excuse mm. that, if 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 you want to excuse it. Mm. Uh, Viviana, I I believe that. Well, I I don't think that you have a disability yourself. Is that correct? No. Okay, but you would probably have an idea of Colombian society and Colombians' attitude toward disability compared I, to Australia. Actually, you can compare, and it's very clear the difference. Okay. Um, in terms and. Australia have everything developed to include people to di- with disability, like in the in the streets, the floors, the noises, you know, uh, access to all the buildings, everything, mm, the mm. train stations. If you go to Colombia, it's sad, sadly to say that, but in Colombia we don't have the same oh, the same access. Um, of course, I don't have any disability, but I can see yes. how people in wheelchair can go in to a few places or everyone try to help the people mm. with the chair, with everything, just Attitudes to try to go in. bystanders. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, of course, we can compare Australia with Colombia okay. for uh, many reasons, um, political reasons, mm. economical reasons, a lot of things. Uh, but I think in Colombia... There is many foundations, also uh, many institutions to try to help people with disabilities. The thing is, um, in Colombia, we have a lot of poor people, so they can yeah. access. They, yes. they don't have the access to basic things like a health or houses or food or mm. everything. So it's very hard for mm. us. Um, but we try to do as much we can. Of course, the government. Okay. Well, this is other topic. But, yes. but actually, <laughs> yeah, if we go in other yeah. ways. But actually, if you compare with Australia, I think in Australia all the time, the, the government and, and probably people start to improve all disability Progressive. services. For the, the, the most clear example is NDIS. Mm, so I NDIS, see. So NDIS try to cover uh, many things or try to you know try mm. to try to give mm. the attention to everyone so it's a good service but actually uh, of course yeah. need a lot of improvements but yeah sure sure like many um systems bureaucratic yeah, and systems actually the first year it will be every year it will to improve yes everything that's what i'm well, hoping yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's doing in this way okay and we're talking about um, choices as well. Um, uh, many people who have a disability don't have a choice. Well, I can't think of anybody, in fact, that has um, chosen to acquire a disability if they haven't had it from birth. 
Um, Even then you wouldn't decide. No, that that's it. Uh, not not a direct decision, oh, I'm going to have a disability now. You know, that's, <laughs> it's, it's not something mm, that yeah. you choose in life like that. Um, and, and we're talking about rights as well and um, the Convention on Rights of Persons with Disability is the uh, UN legislation, well, the charter, I wouldn't call it legislation. It's not definitely not law in Australia. We've covered that topic in another episode as well. And Lisa, I, I remember that you were uh, mentioning something about the CRPD. Did you want to talk about that at all? Um, I don't know what to say except that it's 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 a legal document. Well, it's a legal convention. So if countries ratify it, mm. then they're bound to it legally. Now, how they actually enact it is another thing altogether. Yes, yes, and uh, uh, that's part of my role as an advocate to try to, when I, when there are clear cases that the convention is not being followed, when someone's rights are not being upheld, try to get that uh, corrected. You would see that as well in your work. So would you, Viviana. And there's also the, the Universal Declaration, of, um, not just the Convention on Rights of Persons with disabilities? No, the, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, mm. which, which basically covers all human beings as long as you, you were born with 46 chromosomes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that makes you human or human enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, agreed. So um, a question to both of you. Would you think that knowing what your rights are makes a difference um, humans in general and also people with disabilities here in Australia compared to other countries? I think human rights is a general rule to everyone. Mm. So everyone, you know, if you are human, you have rights. And we have the the same rights everywhere. Doesn't matter if you have disabilities or not. We are humans. Um, But Mm. also we need to go inside the cultures. So, you know, some cultures are probably the Occidental cultures are more liberal, and you know. Mm. But we have the same rights and for disability. Actually, I think for disability people, we, have, we are more kind. Mm. We are more able to respect these, okay. th- these rights than, rather than other, than your average person. Th- th- than other humans. <laughs> okay, someone who doesn't have a disability. <laughs> yeah. But I think the thing is, uh, the, the point is, the human rights is everywhere. Mm. Um, for example, from ATEC, we pushing people from other backgrounds through different activities, group activities for ah. Vietnamese, Vietnam, Vietnamese groups, Arabic groups, Turkish groups, Japanese groups, to try to really empower empower these people to know exactly why they res- why they deserve what is your mm. what wh- what is your right and you need to for for example empowering uh, sexual, people se- yes sexual violence uh, yes. elder abuse these kind of things we try to make these workshops with these societies and they really in their language mm. because we have a That's lot vital. of uh, people who speak other languages yeah, yeah. and we try to run these workshops to make the people knows really mm. what they they really need Yes, and then no one can do anything with you, and you are vulnerable sometimes. But mm. you can defend by yourself. 
So this Sound, is yeah. sounds good. Yeah, actually, this is the the point. Okay, you're listening to 3CR raising our voices 8:55 a.m. and I'm in the studio with Lisa Brumptus from Brain Injury Matters and Viviana Torres from ADEC uh, Action on Disability Within Ethnic Communities. And I'm Bronwyn Trickett from Armida, Action for More Independence and Dignity and Accommodation. So today we're talking about people from a culturally and linguistically diverse background and more specifically choices and rights for our show for the International Day of Person with Disability. So I've got some more questions for Lisa and Viviana do do people in in cold communities in Australia have the same choices and rights as other communities in Australia? Would you say? I think yes. I think yes because, of course, everyone we are covered to all the Australian law and everything. Of course, a lot of the or probably a a few difference is depends if you are citizen or not. Mm. You can apply mm. for. Uh, different services if you're a citizen or not. But makes sense. Makes sense uh, totally. But, uh, but I'm pretty sure it's the same rights to everyone. Yeah, okay. Australia's a pretty inclusive society. It is. I would say. Yeah. Do people from cold background, in your experience, need assistance accessing services such as Centrelink, uh, the health system, perhaps legal assistance, settlement programs? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Because it would be a matter of language. Yeah, the first one is the language, and Mm. also because this language is technical language. So a few terms, a few things Mm. in other languages or in other systems doesn't exist. So if, if you don't have the proper English, you can understand exactly... What are you doing? What do you, what do you have to do to access mm. to something? So if you have an interpreter to explain in other, in your language, in your words, exactly what is happening, it will be better. It's inclusion, actually. Okay. Uh, are people from a cold background respected in Australia, in your opinion? Yeah, definitely, yeah. For that reason, we have... Oh, we have in, in Australia um, access to everything or different programs. You can apply to grants. Um, actually, in ADEC, um, we develop all, all the information and flyers uh, in different languages. Or we try to make the image uh, more multicultural. Mm. Or we try to mm. engage people from other backgrounds to doing uh, Australian things. So, yeah, definitely we respect, and in general, in, in my opinion mm. Uh, mm. they respect all, okay. all the disability people okay we do know that there are, are um problems of racism globally uh and discrimination and that sort of thing uh it, it's good to have your impression coming from um the work that you're doing and also lisa you would see this um in brain injury matters that um people are getting respect is, is what you're what i'm hearing you say that's a very good thing are people with disability from a cold background able to express their sexuality? I totally agree. Because, and also because of my experience, of course I come in from other, um, actually from, from the other side of the of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I can see here, there are a few cultures, they are very close. 
but when they can come to Australia, of course, Australia is a is a free country, so they feel free to be really who they okay. are, you know. So they can express everything that that they want, and they no one going to judge, no one going to punish, mm. no one going to do anything mm. because it's now is something natural, okay. probably. Especially with the marriage equality law having changed recently. Yeah, exactly. Do views change within cold communities regarding intergenerational views on disability? So from one generation to the next and then to the next generation, do you think views within that culture change regarding disability? I think, I think, I think yes, because, well, many, all the time you can improve the services is everything better to make the life easier just not for the for the person who have the disability but also for their families for mm. the carer mm. so all, all the time is more foundations focusing different in different kind of disabilities or maybe is focusing improve the life because of the machines because of the programs because of the whatever for example yes. in ATEC we have a special program the name is Artability so at the end of the year we create an um, exhibition so all the people with disability and the carer can participate with any kind of art so we run an exhibition and uh, we try to involve oh, all wonderful. people and a lot of sponsors people a lot of people coming to buy the paintings mm. or to support us in different kinds so we open the space really to to improve and it's not only for uh, kids it's to everyone so their generation is their I say makes it okay. can I respond to that absolutely you not can. from a an um a, a and a refugee or a migrant point of view, but just generally, you would hope there would be intergenerational uh, improvement regarding disability, regarding anything, Mm. because we're supposed to progress. Yes. Theoretically, anyway. (laughs) It is. (laughs) No, actually it is. Absolutely. So you would hope. Yes. Unless what, if not, what what are we doing? Sure. Regressing. Sure. As humanity really regressing. Mm. So it goes back to my view on society then. That's okay. <laughs> Please, I'm asking your opinion. Are there appropriate uses of terminology that avoid stereotyping in Australia for cold background disability people, would you say? Terminology... Uh, in different languages, in plain English? I think the language is inclusive. Actually, okay. disability in the first time is exclusion. You don't, mm. have the, you don't have any disability. Probably you have one special ability. You know, you have... Mm. Because when... I, I'm, pretty sure, I, I'm, yes. pre, I'm pretty sure when you lose something, other of your sense... Start to be mm. stronger than others. So oh, if, no, that's true. if you can see, you can hear better. If you can, I don't know. Well, I don't know about no, disability. It's, it's true. But I'm pretty sure if you can, for example, if you can walk, maybe you paint because mm. you don't. You, you can do anything more than so. You put all your effort in other things. Mm. So probably you develop 
because it's developed or their other talent. My view is that you don't actually make the effort for something to be better, but your brain takes care of it quite naturally. Yeah, exactly. So mm. the, the point is disability is a, is a, it's the word, of course. You, you, need, mm. you, you need the definition. You need to know exactly what Yeah, we need to say, yeah, say need something. To say, call, exactly. call disability something. Yeah, but for um, in other backgrounds, I think every all the languages have the translation for disability uh, for disability word. For example, discapacidad in Spanish. What so, is it in Spanish? Discapacidad. God, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so, for example, yeah, so, of course, we need to really have a term- terminology to define things. But it's more in, in the theoretical way. So, in the practice, it should okay. be maybe... Diplomatic. Uh, yeah, it, it should be diplomatic, yeah. Exactly like that. All right. You're listening to 3CR, Raising Our Voices. Uh, today, we've been talking with Lisa Brumtis and Viviana Torres. Uh, about choices and rights in the cold community. Uh, thank you to our guests, Lisa Brumptis from Brain Injury Matters and Viviana Torres from ADEC. Uh, and uh, stay tuned for Completada Bailable. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.